Welcome to Vista Life with Dr. Jesse Bollinger and Benet Conlin. everybody, Dr. Jesse Bollinger with uh, co-host Benet Conlon uh, for our second episode of the Vista Life podcast and uh, recording actually live at uh, the Iowa Nonprofit Summit. Yeah, and with us we have Jackie Mello? Melton. Melton. Jackie Melton. Yeah. Hi everybody, how's it going? Fellow Vista yeah. and Jackie, where are you serving? Where are you serving at? I'm serving in Ottumwa, Iowa, in the southeast corner um, of Iowa. Uh, it's a nice place. We've got nice people, uh, but we are going through things, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, first day of the nonprofit summit's over, and. You know, I know Benet and I talked a little bit, you know, just kind of about how sessions went. And Jackie, you've shared a couple things. Um, but Jackie, you came up to me earlier and said, hey, I've got this article with, with tips on living uh, inexpensively. And, and I know, Benet, that's something you and I have talked about a couple times is, you know, how do we deal with the stipend? How do we live on, you know, uh, essentially poverty level, which is kind of the point of the stipend? Um, but still have kind of that lifestyle that we want and and uh, do that. So, Jackie, you came up with that and uh, tell us about this article. Okay, well, I will say that I just got back from the Mother Earth News Fair in Topeka, Kansas. It was fantastic. It's a big fair about sustainable living, like gardeners and farmers and people who want to be more self-reliant. That's the whole like concept behind the magazine. And the magazine was so big and popular that they had a fair. They had as like a couple different places throughout the country, different areas. Um, and in their magazine, this one is um, Mother Earth News Wiser Living Series Guide to Self-Reliance and Country Skills and these are 65 self-reliant tips that will save you money and as a Vista saving money is a big deal to us because since we don't make a lot of it we have to be very mindful on how we do spend and these tips look to be very helpful and some of these that I have managed to start doing and I can see how it makes a difference. Absolutely, absolutely. What are some of the tips you've already started doing? Well, one thing I've started doing is cutting back on like um, like little stuff, like laundry detergent. If you use a little bit less, your clothes will still get clean. And that covers like your laundry detergent and your shampoo. Because sometimes if you read the back of the bottle, the bottle will say, you know, you soap up, you lather up, you rinse and then you repeat. You don't have to repeat. All the, the gunk that was in there, you got it on the first shot. So if you can save yourself little bits like that. Um, and cook 
looking different too. That's been um, different because you have to cook in bigger batches and portion the food out so that you don't waste as much. Because a lot of food is lost in waste. Yeah, I would agree with that, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. You know, thinking about that, that shampoo example, the laundry detergent example, you know, by no means are you promoting, uh, you know, like the shows where people, uh, you know, just use little dabs or whatever. But, but I, I realize, too, that, you know, those fill lines on the laundry detergent bottles, people usually go over those. And that does waste quite a bit. Yeah, and and I think that it actually it doesn't it, it doesn't do a service to your clothes. It wears them out faster because when they give you the measurements, it's based on you know a certain thing. When you go over and you start washing your clothes out, and then you have extra soap that's in there that you have to either rinse out or it stays in the clothes. Right, and that's not. Good. So, Absolutely, yeah. no, that's definitely true. And we don't want to age our clothes; we want to keep them as long as we can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How you doing? Good. All right. Yeah. Very good. So, uh, okay. All right. So, so you got a couple others. You you had mentioned gardening to me earlier. Yes. Uh, so let's see. So they're they had it broken up in different areas. So all right. Well, let's start with food and gardening. Let's see. Number 15, it says buy raw ingredients in bulk rather than pre-packaged or prepared foods. Start or join a bulk food co-op and place orders directly with food companies to further cut discounts. Um, I think this is a good idea because sometimes when we're cooking, we may go to the store and buy shredded cheese. and. When you buy it shredded, yes, it's, it's convenient because it's already measured out and it's nice and, you know, neat and everything. But if you were to buy a block of cheese and shred it yourself, it would be cheaper. You might take a couple more minutes to actually shred it, but it would be better for you if you were to shred it yourself. And those convenience foods, those are the things that we have to try to um, minimize and cut out if we can because that's how you can save yourself money here and money there definitely yeah okay let's see what's another one now hmm do you go through a lot of milk love cheese and yogurt keep a couple <laughs> this is cute keep a couple of goats or a home dairy cow which can produce more than three thousand dollars worth of milk each year <laughs> Now, I think that's a little out there for a Vista because generally we don't have a whole lot of farmland for the goat to um, tend to, but I do know you can make your own yogurt and you can actually make your own cheese too. You can, and, and you actually made me think of something. Um, you live in not a terribly rural area, but it's not a big city uh, by any means, I guess, by, by what I know about your where you're at. Uh, but I know in Lamoni, Decatur County, Iowa, where I am, we have a lot of Amish. And, you know, so, you know, if, if somebody did want to buy fresh milk or if somebody wanted to buy, you know, that kind of thing, it's a little easier. But the other thing is, and we don't have one anymore, an Amish grocery store or a Mennonite-run grocery store it does have lower costs cheese in in larger quantities um, 
I know I've bought, you know, three and four pound bricks of cheese and shredded it before. Uh, the Amish grocery store that we do have in Lamoni, very, very inexpensive groceries. Uh, and of course the fresh baked stuff that doesn't have all the fluff in it, um, you know, fresh baked breads and that kind of thing. And you're paying for that fluff too. Exactly. So I, I don't want to pay for fluff. I'd rather pay less money for a loaf of bread that doesn't have all that junk in it. Um, and so that's definitely something to consider too is, is what other resources are in the community for your, your groceries. Yeah, yeah. And let's see, where's another one? Here's one. A forego pricey coffee shop lattes by drinking coffee at home and filling your to-go cup for the room. I think that a lot of people are kind of guilty of that because now it's become so commonplace to go to the store, you go to whatever coffee spot you like, and you get your coffee, and it becomes part of a ritual. And even though it's not a big, big expense, but if you're doing it every day, and if you spend three fifty or four dollars every day to get yourself a latte or something, by the end of the week and by the end of the month, that added up. So if we could cut back and make your coffee at home, get yourself a cup, get yourself a cute cup that you like, and um, make your own. Save that money where you can, because every little bit counts. Are you a coffee drinker, Benet? I am not. I like tea, though. <laughs> so we have a Keurig. And because I because I'm not I'm not guilty of going into the coffee shop every day, but you know to spend three dollars or four dollars on whatever uh, if you like those flavored coffees, you know to buy a Keurig and you can I've seen them pretty inexpensive. I know the first one I bought I paid fifty bucks for it used on off of a Facebook exchange group. And I get my flavored coffee that way. And once again, that Amish grocery store, uh, there's one in northern Missouri. I can buy a box of cured K-Cups for a couple dollars, whereas at Walmart, they're maybe 10 bucks. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I get my coffee. So that's great. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. What else? Hmm. Okay, well, here is another section. This one is shelter and clothing. It says, sew, knit, or crochet your own clothes. At least learn how to sew on a new button, darn your socks, patch your jeans, and learn how to repair clothing you already own before buying new. And at first, when the first time I read it, I thought that was a little bit out there. But, because I, I mean, in reality, I'm not able to sew a shirt. Like, I can't build myself a shirt. <laughs> right. But um, if you can sew your own buttons back on, that can make a difference. And if you can, I haven't darned any socks yet, but I have patched a couple jeans in my day. And when you put a patch on, and at first it's a little stiff and it looks a little funny, but as you wear it more and more and it becomes a part of it, it seems like, after a while, it seems like it was a design that way, on purpose. Right. It looks sort of fancy, like you paid for the, you know, like a designer jean with patches and such. When, when, you spend, when you can spend 50 bucks on a pair of jeans that have patches and holes in them anyway, yeah. I don't see any harm in yeah, yeah. a little patchwork. Yeah, now, now you're on trend. And I think, too, like learning how to do sewing or knitting or crocheting would make a great hobby as well, even just... Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a resurgent thing though, isn't it? I mean, isn't, isn't knitting and crocheting kind of coming back at least like in the, yeah. in our generation in the 20 to 30, mid 30-ish? Yep. Is, isn't that kind of a thing again? Yeah, and um, I know 
there's some craft stores too that will do discounted yarn and oh, um, discounted fabrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's another tip is to don't buy clothes new anyway. Uh, go to thrift stores and consignment shops for unique and affordable clothes. And, I mean, that's a big help because sometimes you don't always need a fancy thing anyway. You don't even need a fancy thing. You just need, like, a pair of jeans or you need something that's just to get the job done. And if you can save yourself, yeah, because 50 bucks, because I work at a... Um, as a Vista, you know, you gotta take several jobs sometimes. Um, I work in the retail industry, and one of the um, things that people buy is jeans. And $50 for a pair of jeans is average. That's actually a little lower. That's usually a pair of jeans on sale is 50 bucks. Yeah. Um, so if you can go to a thrift store and buy a pair of used jeans, for maybe seven dollars, ten dollars. Yeah. You know, that's a whole lot of jeans. That's a lot of jeans, definitely. Yeah. And you could be surprised too to find that they're name brand. Yeah, or like, lightly I've used. Found um, like Tommy Hilfiger shirts and stuff while at shopping at Goodwill or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. And that makes a difference, you know, because I think as a Vista, you want to save the money where you can, where it doesn't hurt you. So that, like, um, when, or for those times when you do have to pay, and it's not negotiable, like, you can negotiate with your own self on how you eat your food and how you dress yourself, but sometimes when you have to pay a bill, you can't negotiate that. Exactly. You have to pay that money. So we should try to um, negotiate where we, where we can, as much as we can. Uh, so, when we talk about dress, when we talk about that kind of thing, you know, th that was actually one of the first questions I asked my site supervisors. I said, hey, what do you want me to wear? Because I'm thinking, you know, I work in a small organization. She's a, it's a one-woman show, and then, they, and then me. <laughs> and One woman and a Jesse. One woman and, a, and yeah. And, and we don't hardly ever see each other in person. I see her, like, once a week. And... Um, I said, hey, what do you want me to wear? She said, well, you know, dress pants and, and, you know, business casual, whatever. Well, then I go to PSO, and they're talking about, you know, maybe dressing as the folks you're working with. So, you know, if you're meeting with a lot of people that don't have a lot of money, you know, overdressing could be a thing. I mean, is that something that your supervisors have kind of said, hey, watch the way you dress, don't overdress? Has that kind of affected maybe the shopping, that kind of thing? Um... For me, um, my supervisors are pretty laid back. Um, they told me, you know, to wear just pretty much a nice shirt and some nice pants. And so I go into work wearing jeans and like a nice top or knit, you know, and um, oftentimes they're wearing the same thing. Um, but yeah, I've even. Without that, I have some pretty nice dresses before I became a Vista, so I don't really see that much as a problem, but I can see, like, there's some places where they're like, you didn't buy any business suits before becoming a Vista, and then all of a sudden, like, you're told you need to wear them. It'd be really hard to shop for that. Sure, sure, absolutely. Absolutely. So, 
maybe give us one more. I, this is a really good list, and we'll put we'll put the I'll, I'll get the article uh, title and all that, and we'll put it in the, the show notes. Um, so, so folks can reference see. this. Um, all right, um, because I love to garden, and gardening is one of my passions. Um, we're going to use number 22, and it says, Start vegetables from seeds rather than buying seedlings. Save seeds from your hardiest plants and attend or organize a seed swap to trade with other local gardeners. Okay, this tip is assuming that you already garden. Um, and I want to say that the average person can garden. Um, gardening it ha- has changed, and it isn't so much that you need a lot. Like... Sometimes you kind of think that, oh, I need a big giant space with plenty of sun and no trees around. You have this ideal space. But you can grow a little bit of anything anywhere. I've seen a lot that right right now it's kind of an thing to plant in small little pots. Yeah. And put it on your porch or Mm -hmm. on, like, your kitchen window. Yeah, yeah. Like your windowsill. You can grow your herbs. Um, You can put them... um, you can and you can start seeds anywhere. You can start your seeds on your refrigerator. Absolutely. And if you just grew um, a salad mix, because a salad mix takes sun, but not a whole lot of sun, mm-hmm. and it doesn't take up a lot of space. And there's also a thing now. I gotta say I haven't done it yet, but if you there are certain vegetables that will grow back. If you buy like some scallions and you don't use all your green onions, and if you just cut the green part off and you keep the white bottom with the root, if you stick it in water and put it in a bright kitchen, it'll grow back. So that's something that you can save a couple of dollars there because you don't have to keep buying onions, you can just snip them off. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say I you think, can use your celery like that too, I believe. Oh, and I think potatoes yeah. are like that too. You just yeah, take potatoes potato are, yeah, you cut the buds curry. off. Yeah, if they kind of yeah. get a little, yeah. yeah. What about the, the seed exchange? I know Iowa still has a seed exchange. Yeah, there's a big deal in uh, uh, Decorah, I believe. Yeah, it's I believe it's in Decorah, right? Seed Savers Exchange. That's it? Yeah, yeah. And that's good because, and you can save, like, some of it you need certain tools and things. Mm-hmm. But, like, anybody can save tomato seeds. Um, anybody can save melon seeds, like your watermelon or your cantaloupe. Um, they're good. So, and also, one, another thing with seeds is that when you buy a packet of seeds, a lot of times you don't need the whole packet. So you can share with your, your fellow Vista. And you can say, hey, man, I've got some uh, zucchini seeds. How about you take some, and I take the other half. So. That'd be kind of a neat, you know, maybe at one of our monthly trainings, be like, hey, anybody's got any seeds left over, and do and do a swap. That that could be an interesting, you know, discussion. You know, here within the, those of us in Iowa, you know, hey, we're coming to Des Moines for a training, and who's got what? Le- I mean, that could be a good spring discussion. Yeah. To maybe yeah. have. That's great. You had, Benet, you'd brought something up. Uh, you know, we were talking about the tips and kind of going through uh, something else we wanted to talk to Jackie about. What was, what was that that you wanted to... You had another thing that we maybe oh. we were going to ping on her about. Um, I was wondering, if, Jackie, if you could explain your experience about moving from New Jersey to Iowa. 
Okay, um, alright. So yes, so um, I'm from the Northeast. I was born in Philly, but I lived most of my life in Camden, New Jersey. Uh, we are, and Camden, New Jersey is South Jersey. We're right outside of Philly. Uh, actually, if you're in Camden, New Jersey, you can walk across the Ben Franklin Bridge. And when you, at the end of the bridge, you're in Philly, Chinatown. So, really? um, yeah, so that's fun. I, I miss doing that. But um, what it was like to move from the Northeast to the Midwest, it was, it's a long drive. Um, it's, it's about a day, 24 hours about. Um, I didn't drive here the first time. I uh, took a train to get here and I moved my stuff in the train. That's something that maybe I would, if I could do it again, I probably wouldn't go about it that way. But um, a lot of it is mental, getting used to a completely different climate, like um, weather-wise, it's chillier here, and it's so much more quiet here. New Jersey's a big, loud, and it's bustling, and everybody's slightly rowdy, and they're kind of rude, and everybody blows their horn at you, and everybody flashes you the bird. Um, when I first got here, and I was here for about a month, and it was like, no one's flashed me the bird. These people must not care about me. I mean, back home, that's how we said that we care. <laughs> you know, we blow a, and if you're crossing the street and it's taking you too long, somebody's going to blow their horn at you. And that was just so common that here, no one ever blows their horn. Like, even if you're at a green light, a light that is, it was red, it is now green, no one will blow their horn. That boggles my mind. But, um... <laughs> It was an interesting move. Um, it's a lot more affordable here in Iowa. And um, I think it's a great place to start off. If you've decided I am going to live my life, I am going to step out, and I want to have a new beginning, I think Iowa's a good place for it. Really? Did AmeriCorps Vista help you at all? Like, did they tell you what the weather was like before um, you came down? Or like, Well, I was already living in Iowa when I became a Vista. So I was already here. Um, my, I did enjoy all of my Vista training because a lot of it, what you do as a Vista is so specific in the sense that you have to change a lot of how you think about a job because a lot of the things we do in a job as a Vista, the average person doesn't have to do because sometimes you have to get down and dirty. Sometimes you're out there, you might be in the, um, in the field dealing with kids, if you deal with that. You might have to do a lot in your office, you know, and there's just never no telling what you'll have to do in a day. That's true. So when you moved out here, you moved out on, on the train, like you said, mm -hmm. and what was it? Just a couple suitcases and you bought furniture when you got here? How did that? Um, it was, that yeah, it was a couple suitcases, one of those really long backpacks that you strap around your, uh, yep. your middle. Um, I had sent a couple boxes and when I first got here, I didn't have a house yet. So I was staying with my honorary aunt and um, so I was sending things. I sent about four boxes to her house. And once I got here, I was here for about, I was here for about two weeks and then I found a house, a nice house for rent. And um, then I moved everything in. I didn't bring any furniture with me. I didn't bring okay. any furniture. I bought all used furniture. And I would definitely do that again. Because when you think about it, there's some things that 
you don't always need a brand new thing. Like you don't always need a brand new kitchen table. A perfectly good used table will get the job done. You can serve the food. Everything you need a table to do, a used table can do. So what brought you to Iowa originally? Uh, just affordable living. I wanted a new beginning. I wanted to start over. And New Jersey is plenty of fun. It's very exciting. It's very bright and bustling. But it is dreadfully expensive. So were you living in Atumwa before then? Before your Vista? Yes. Okay. I had already been in Atumwa probably for about a year before I got to be a Vista. Okay. So, um, yeah. So was the Tumlo like, I'm going to throw a map, a dart at a map of Iowa and see where it lands? No, um, actually, so I have an honorary aunt. Um, okay. She's a friend of the family, and she lived here. She's from New Jersey, and her her father's side of the family was from Iowa. So as she got older, she decided she wanted to come back and be with her family and her brothers and sisters. So she'd been here a couple years, and we were close, and she said, um, won't you come out and visit? Check it out. You might like it. Um, and I was going through some things back home. A lot of changes were happening. Uh, my uncle had just passed away. My nephew, bless his heart, he got hit by a car. He was unconscious for 30 days. We almost lost him. It was a really stressful time. He, he did pull through. And, um, yeah, he pulled through. He pulled through. And I decided, um, I need to get away a little bit. I need to, just, you know, just step back. Change the scenery. Change the scenery. And she said, come out and visit. So I went out and visited. And I actually came to Iowa for, um, it was the wintertime. Because I stayed and we watched the Super Bowl. So it was cold. And it was snowy. And the, I would watch the snow swirl around. I said, our snow doesn't swirl in New Jersey. But for whatever reason, it was swirling around out here. And um, But I liked it. Even though it was cold, I liked it. The people were friendly. It was a slower pace, um, and it was affordable. Every price that people gave me for things, it seemed like, okay, I can pull that off. I can, you know, that, that seems doable. Because sometimes in New Jersey, you, they, you'd say, well, how much does it cost for the house? And they tell you, you'd be like, I can't even think of that. Like, that's, I can't afford that. So um, that's People a little more that. willing to negotiate out here, you think? A lot more willing to negotiate. You didn't need as much upfront money. Um, there wasn't as many um, deposits. You didn't need as much um, down, payment. as down payments for stuff. A lot of, you know, people took you at your word, which back home is just unheard of. <laughs> like, um, and things that you could do here that just blew my mind is that um, a, a guy delivered my bed and he said, um, well, you know, just I just leave it on the porch. And it's like, well, tell me what time you'll be there, and I'll meet you there. And he goes, no, nah, don't worry about it. Do what you do, and I'll just leave it on the porch. And the thought of a delivery guy leaving a bed on the porch was like beyond me. But it worked out fine, and he left it on the porch, and it, it went well. So, um, so like, because if in New Jersey, would it have gotten stolen? It would have, let's see, it would have gotten stolen, um, or it would have gotten damaged. We had a lot of stray cats. And a cat would have said, oh, look, a bed. It's for me. And they would have did something to your mattress. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very different. And um, I, so far I'm doing pretty good with it. I like it. And I'm starting to feel, you know, at home. That's great. That's awesome. Very good. Well, 
think we're... Actually, can I throw in one more tip before we yeah, go? Yeah, 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 let's do one more tip, yeah. Okay. Okay, let's do entertainment because as a Vista, sometimes you can really get overworked. So, let's see. Here's one, number 64. Cities and towns offer a cultural smorgasbord of free and inexpensive events. Check online bulletins and local announcement boards for summer movies in the park, art gallery openings, benefit concerts, and more. And I think that's a good idea, you know. I think libraries would be a very good source for that. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, a lot of libraries have expanded their movies, DVD collections. Mm -hmm. um, even, like, I know some uh, libraries will host, like, um, a movie in the park. Yeah. Or, sure. like, a family movie night. And um, I know Atomas Public Library, they have adult coloring. And if, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want to that come in and That's kind of a thing, yeah. yeah. It's getting to be a big thing. Yeah, it's a little trendy. And I know that, I mean, in Lamoni, we've got a lot of festivals and things that happen around town. And, you know, your area is a little bit bigger than Lamoni. And I know Des Moines has a lot of stuff. But, you know, I, I've started following even Facebook events because I look at them even as networking. Like, not necessarily counting it as Vista time, but just networking and letting people know that, hey, I'm in town, this is what I do. You know, if you want to chat about whatever, uh, come find me. And, I, and I've made a lot of connections doing that. Yeah, yeah, networking is a big deal. I just, it's funny you mentioned networking. Just yesterday I had it, um, I gave a talk on uh, photography as a networking tool. And that was great. And I do believe that you should network as best you can. Absolutely. And as a Vista, I think that we definitely need that. Absolutely, it, that's a big. It's a that, that could be a whole other that could be a whole other show. So, Renee, final thoughts? Um, no, thanks, Jackie, for being here with us. Yeah, absolutely. It's, well, it's thank you, great. thank you. This was interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Again. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, and we'll talk to you on the next episode.